0: Andrews FM ninety three point one, ninety seven point nine, Real Real fan Morning Andrew on the radio Friday, Troy Grant was in Munchie to make a very major announcement. Well it wasn't
1: that long ago that uh, we were able to, with the swap of a coin uh, make sure that this property transferred from the New South Wales Government to the Midwestern Regional Council for use as an art gallery and cultural centre for this wonderful part of New South Wales. An art gallery here will add so much to the tourism offering to the local community to support a burgeoning, very talented and growing arts and cultural community. Mudgee is one of the best places on earth to live, work and play and it just didn't seem right that we didn't have a state-of-the-art world-class art gallery and cultural centre here. And we've created a specially designed fund to invest in regional arts and cultural infrastructure. It's my great privilege to be able to present the first chunk of funding to make this dream a reality. So with that, I'd like to present to Midwestern Council a check for $2.3 million to start the Margie Art Gallery uh, build. That is some
0: um, fairly major dollars, $2.3 million towards an art gallery and the regional gallery project. and a benefit... The whole Mudgy region and uh, the local arts community, and there really is a big local arts community here who are going to benefit. And uh, you know, the questions have been asked: Why do we need this? And uh, Mayor Des Kennedy answered this on Friday. I mean, we've got everything
1: else. I mean, we, we're a tourist destination here. Like we, we get eighteen hundred to two thousand tourists here every weekend, and not all of them, well, not all of them just drink wine and eat food. And you will find that the food and wine cultural. People are, are really the people that are very interested interested in uh, the arts and crafts of the region, and they often ask in the street, and often ask our tourism centre, you know, have you got an art a cultural centre? No, well, we, no, we haven't really. Mm. Um, we've had a few pop-up art galleries here and there over the over the last 20 years, but we, the the region needs it without. Yeah, it.
0: it's here to enhance the region, and my understanding is that you've wanted it. For the last five years, at least. It's been one of those projects, apart from the aquatic centre um, that people have been telling council they want, that they really need here. And that is an art gallery. And council have gone out and gotten this because you guys asked for it. And it's frustrating. And I've said this before on the radio. There is nothing more frustrating then when you see something positive and proactive being brought to this or built in this area, and then all of a sudden people go and tarnish it on social media and everyone's going, oh, why can't I have my road, blah, 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 and whatever. You have to understand this money that come to the art gallery came from a specific fund dedicated to the arts. That's why it's here. That's why we've got it. And I, for one, think it is a positive and proactive thing for the area. In the next 12, 18 months, you're going to have a high-class facility that is going to be a prominent feature in the area. And whether you like it or not, we are a tourism destination. People come here. They like coming here. We are well-known, and it is just going to add another feature to this community and something we should all go out and support. Because as I've said before, if you don't support these things, all of a sudden after a while, they go away. So uh, I, for one, would like to congratulate Council on this. I think it's a uh, fantastic job. And everyone in the uh, community should be very proud that we're going to get something like this in a heritage building, class facility, the art gallery, I can't wait for it. It's Real FM. Max Potential is a fabulous program for young adults. And uh, Damien, I've been involved in Max Potential now for about three or four years. And for anyone who uh, isn't aware of it, you want to give us a brief rundown on it? Sure, thanks.
2: And Max Potential is an empowering and transformational leadership development program that runs at four Mudgee Region schools. And this year will be the 13th year of the program. And it's been a great success. We've had a lot of community support over those 13 years. And now we're offering opportunity to community members to get involved this year.
0: Looking for coaches at the moment, aren't you?
2: That's right, Andrew. Look, we've got a number of coaches already signed up, but we've got uh, a big year planned and uh, we're looking for some additional coaches, people from the community who are passionate about community-minded, people who are looking at supporting young people in the program and gaining something themselves about how to achieve their goals and uh, build confidence with uh, the young students from year 10. Coaches come from all walks of life, don't they? That's right, Andrew. Look, we, uh, over the years, we've had people from all different careers. Uh, We've had retired people. We've had people in business. We've had people from educational establishments. And we provide training to those community volunteers. So Mm. there's no prerequisites. It's about people who are passionate about supporting young people. And, um, you know, we'll give them the tools to help make a difference. And uh, what kind of commitment
0: do coaches have to make, Damien?
2: Well, we start in February. We have two days of training, uh, interactive workshops, and then in late February we meet with the students. We have a total of three workshops between February and July, and as you know, we have a big showcase event in early August that Real FM attended last year and has been supportive for a number of years where the students get to present what they've achieved over the year and talk about their community service project.
0: It's amazing to see some of those projects that actually come along and they are so interesting what the young adults actually put together. Like last year I remember one that um, originated had a, um, a a soccer kind of edge to it as well. Um, there's been all sorts of great ideas that, that come out of this and, and just to see The students and the young adults empowered in this way, I think, is a great thing.
2: Look, all the coaches and the people that come to showcase walk away feeling inspired by what the young year 10 students have achieved. As you mentioned, you know, there's all types of different uh, ways they give back to the community. Might be looking at mental health, might be working with the rural fire service, It can be working with an aged care facility. These young people really look at what they can give back to the community They come up with some great initiatives, and they make a difference. If uh, people want to get involved
0: in the uh, coaching side of this, uh, where they go?
2: Okay, they can either go to www.maxpotential.com.au. Happy to take any questions, provide more information. And uh, once again, we're looking for people from the community who are keen to support young people on their journey through Max Potential. We've had over 150 uh, volunteers over the last 13 years, and we're looking to make this year... Uh, another highlight for the program,
0: and coaches uh, from all all these parts—Mudgee, Golgong, Kandos—as well, everyone can That's get correct. involved because all yeah. the all the high schools in the area participate.
2: That's correct. And uh, look, we've had a number of students every year, and uh, it's really about making sure we can deliver. A great program and support those young people, help them achieve their goals and deliver an excellent community service project. Yeah, donate some time and get
0: involved in this. It is a fabulous program, maxpotential.com.au. Go and Google it up and get involved. And uh, it's very rewarding. Every coach I've spoken to loves the experience. Uh, So get involved, help out the young adults. Back for 2019 is our tech guy, Trent. You can find him at techrab.net.au. What is this? Did we approve the extended leave or
3: something, did we? Oh, you know what it's like. Um, no, I well. it, no, I don't know. No, I don't know what it's
0: like because I've been here for three weeks.
3: <laughs> and just timing—that's all it was. Oh, what a load of malarkey. Timing. Oh, yep.
0: uh, next thing you're going to tell me you've done research for this.
3: Oh, I usually try to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no,
0: just. I <laughs> know oh, you are the one that knows uh, what he's talking about because I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. So uh, educate me, Trent, on the uh, following subject. Apparently, there's been some updates to some Bluetooth software.
3: Yeah, well, there's a a group that works behind the the whole idea of the Bluetooth technology called the Special Interest Group, and they're the people who, I guess, maintain the standards for what people do with Bluetooth. And they've um, brought out a new development in using the technology now they reckon in newer versions of the um, Bluetooth software in a lot of devices. You know, whenever they bring out some new devices, uh, they'll be able to innovate a little bit more in the form of the tracking function. Uh, Anyone who's tried, um, you know, these tracker devices, I think one's called Tile, which you can buy and you can hang on your keys or stick to something so you can check to see where it is. Um, the tracking is down to a metre. It doesn't really go any further than that. And uh, with the updates in the technology, they reckon uh, they're able to uh, leverage the um, distance right down to the centimetre, uh, which is great when you lose your set of keys around the house. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, you could pair this with your your smartwatches and your other smart devices that pair with your mobile phone and locate those easier what it'd be great for was uh you know if you could pair your mobile phone to other devices and work out where the mobile phone is sometimes I do have that struggle from time to
0: time. It would be nice if they could pair my TV remotes to my mobile phone and then if I lose my remotes like I did a couple of weeks ago, I, I could just find them. <laughs> but I would like the special interest group to take an interest in why my Bluetooth drops out in the car when I'm rocking out to my jams. Oh, yeah,
3: that's an inconvenient, isn't it? Yeah, because
0: there's <laughs> nothing worse than having your jam cranking and then all of a sudden you just hear it like this through your phone. And, you know, when you're rocking out to a-ha like this train, and then all of a sudden Mm. it just goes like, it just doesn't have the same feel.
3: I like it when you get out of the car, you've turned the car off, and you put your phone in your pocket, and then it's playing again. Ah! Well, I stopped that, didn't I? Oh, no, hang on.
0: (laughs) Keyboard part always rocks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But um, I've been pocket-dialing a lot of people lately. I haven't done that forever, but all of a sudden this phone that I've got, which is a hunk of junk, and I'm going to get rid of it very shortly, has been pocket-dialing people.
3: How does that happen? People close their screen these days, don't
0: they? Yeah, I know. Apparently this has been rubbing up places and the screens being
3: mm-hmm. been... Yeah, let's not go there.
0: No, no. let's.
3: <laughs> it's worse when you pocket-dial your boss. I've done that before.
0: Yeah, I did that once, and my boss thought I was having a joke at him, and he almost fired me over. And I'm like, "Dude, I pocket dialed you by accident. The station's on speed dial. Well, I don't want it on speed dial. You can check it off." And I went, "Sure, not a problem. Anytime. <laughs> Some managers are just way too crazy. Apparently, disconnecting from your iPhone is going to be easier. Trump with the new iOS update, or
3: even disconnect your your life from being stuck in front of your phone.
0: Oh uh, my god! For can a I just period
3: of time? I just want to disconnect
0: everything from my phone some days, except my jams. My jams I can't disconnect from, but everything else, you can Mm. have it.
3: Yeah, well, there's some of us that spend way too much time on our mobile phones. You know, these days it's impacting people's uh, sleeping patterns Mm. because they're not putting the phone down at night when they jump into bed. Uh, I'm guilty of doing that, but, you know, I understand what I'm doing. But, you know, if you wanted to restrict uh you know your usage uh, after a certain time at night or stop the kids from being able to access uh, certain applications or even using the device completely uh they'll be able to do it with a new ios feature which is currently in beta testing which is called downtime it uh pairs up with what they've already got in terms of the screen time application which can give you uh data about how much time you are spending on your mobile phone and and essentially what you can do is you can set it to choose it to say for instance stop you from accessing all applications except for uh, dialing a call between midnight and six so that there's no reason to pick it up or it could stop the kids from accessing certain applications after a certain time of the evening or whatnot so you could restrict youtube so they can't watch youtube after 8.30 when they should be going to bed.
0: Can someone develop an app that pairs all those features to a PlayStation 4
3: so oh, we can shut it
0: yeah. down at 12 o'clock and not have it come on until, well, at least I get up for bed? Because there's nothing worse than hearing someone talking all night playing frickin' Fortnite. That happens <laughs> at our house.
3: <laughs> Could always put one of those, um, those smartphone-enabled switches in into the powerpoint and just no nah, I, can't,
0: I can't do that because because <laughs> then it just gets thrown up my head by a 19 year old and i don't want that to happen but seriously if someone too could develop it. yeah yes, if someone could develop that app i will buy it instantaneously and i bet you there are parents everywhere going i would buy that freaking thing too
3: it is a good consideration and i reckon all that it would need would be a software update these days given how much power in all those sort of devices
0: Sorry, anyone brings that out. I thought of it first. We're broadcasted on the radio. It's legit. I can prove I said it. <laughs> I want a share of whatever you're developing. <laughs> Go
3: patent a deal.
0: Yeah, patent pending. Patent pending. If I just say that, does that mean I own it? I'm no, going to still file the paperwork. All right, we'll work on that idea. It looks like market share for Chinese mobile phone equipment manufacturers is dropping worldwide, trend. Well, you
3: would have heard the story uh, that there's some concern uh, with relation to Chinese government's involvement in companies like Huawei and possibly even uh, ZTE. These are Chinese mobile equipment manufacturers. Mm. They make more than just mobile phone handsets, and it's not the mobile phone handsets themselves that is the issue. It's more so the equipment that your telecommunications provider uses, so the gear that they put up on the tower and in the racks. Uh, You see, there was a a situation um, a few years ago that brought this to light, uh, whereby there was some updates being put on some 3G equipment, and they found, I guess, what you would call a hole in the software that they thought might be... Uh, you know, some sort of loop in for someone who you wouldn't want in the system. And mm. they thought that may be, uh, you know, um, a government interest potentially. So uh, there's been a whole sort of backlash against it. There's been, I guess, bans on, uh, you know, equipment from these suppliers coming into countries the USA, Canada, Poland, Japan, uh, Australia, as well as New Zealand have all said. You know, um, close the floodgates, we're going to just watch how things go here and work out, you know, the level of interaction between government and, uh, you know, technology providers before people start, you know, buying any more of this equipment. Uh, You know, hopefully they find a a light at the end of the tunnel because uh, despite all of this concern of meddling, these manufacturers have really brought uh, the ability to expand services around many countries on a good budget.
0: We all know someone's watching somewhere. We've all seen it. You've said something. Five seconds later, it comes up on Facebook.
3: Well, a certain amount of your activity online is tracked, of course. So, you know, if you're not doing anything illegitimate with it, well, you've got no reason to hide.
0: If you're you're worried about the type of dirty pictures that you're looking at on the internet and someone's going to find out about it, don't go looking at them. Go look at something constructive. If you're going to be that paranoid about it, we all know someone's watching. There you go. Um, if someone would like to go and watch your website, they can find it at one particular place.
3: Well, they can go and look at the website. Uh, it's at techrap.net.
0: Sweep at psycho. That's what a lot of kids have turned this morning when parents have gone to wake them up because yeah, they're all going to school. Most of them going to school. Uh, kids and parents going, you've been so nice the last couple of weeks. Now you've just turned into a rotten So Yeah, because they're going to school. So uh, if you're doing your first day of school today, um, welcome. It's going to be a ride for the next 12 years. Uh, the kindergarten kids don't go to school till tomorrow. But uh, look, to so anyone who's uh, getting up this morning and has to catch a bus and sit there, oh, I don't want to go to school. Don't make me go to school, Mom. You're ruining my life. I don't want to go to school. Look, it's okay. I sucked at school and I still do the job that I dreamed of doing. So it all turns out all right. So if you're worried about stuff, don't worry. It'll all turn out okay. Words of wisdom this morning here at Real FM. ninety three point one ninety seven point nine Real FM. Australia Day celebrations this year happened in Golgong out at Anzac Park. David Hall was our Australia Day ambassador, uh, former number one world uh, wheelchair tennis player, and citizen of the year was named, and that was Glenn Box, and we have him on the phone right now. Morning, Glenn. Congratulations on the honour, man.
4: Yeah, thank you, mate. I am... Um, quite uh, honoured to have the award and and the recognition. It's one of those things I guess we certainly don't set out on the the path to do the the projects and stuff in in seeking these awards out, but it's nice to have it there at the end and um, it's especially with the group nominations as well, they're just as important um, if not more important in my eyes that the 200 Bales group and the Cudjigong Cruisers and the Can Assist Group you know, for those projects. Recognised because there's a lot of hard work, you know. There's people that work, you know, as hard or harder than myself in those that uh, just fly under the radar.
0: And that's the thing with you is that I I know a lot of people recognise you now as being the guy behind 200 bales, but you've been one of those quiet achievers who's organised a lot of different activities in the area for years. And the Can Cruise is probably one of the biggest ones, I reckon.
4: Yeah, well, it, it's um, it was a little pipe dream that in 2009, myself and another lady simply wanted to raise a few funds uh, as her way of saying thank you back to Can Assist. I wanted to have a small car show uh, off the back of that. Uh, Eleven years later, we're um, still kicking along with Can Cruise, um, but also that was the birthplace of the Kadjigon Cruisers. Um, after the first Cairn Cruise, we realised that there was a, a culture there in the region that had a lot of modified cars, a lot of old cars, and you know, people that wanted to be part of something that it wasn't being catered for. Also, the uh, the Reunin's Wheels project was another one that the community the community steer them pretty much. It's just, uh, we have a little idea to make a difference and the community take it on, really.
0: It's amazing in this community, Glenn, how... One little idea gets such huge support from the community in a way. And that's kind of what happened with the 200 Bales initiative, wasn't it? It was a couple of people getting around going, we have to do something, and then all of a sudden it just exploded.
4: Yeah, that's right. um, It was only ever initiated to help out a a small number of people. Um, We probably didn't realise that there was so many people that needed the assistance in our region uh, at that time and i've, I've said uh, along the way that we couldn't have prepared for how quickly the two hundred bales campaign would get traction you know if if we had have thought about it and realized what it was going to do, we would have had to put hours and weeks and months of planning into it by that time it would have been too late so it was interesting how it just uh, it unraveled but thank god for the team that supported it the, the core group of people that supported it otherwise yeah, there's no way it would happen
0: and that was the original goal was to get 200 bales out now what's the last number of, of bales that you're on? i know it's well over a thousand
4: uh, well it actually exceeds 2,000 now so um it's over 2100 to be honest and there's still you know, the 200 bales initiative is still has a couple of hundred bales of their own supply um you know, still distributing uh, feed we, we distributed feed last week the rain that's coming through this area is unreal and um it's making a difference and now the demand is slowing down um, which is which is great that's exactly what we want it to do and maybe one day it will stop but there's still pockets of this region that either haven't had the rainfall or
0: they you know have had very limited rainfall i love it glenn that, that even though you received this accolade on australia day and, and it is a very prestigious honor you're still very humble i i love that that, that you come out and you know you could say that it's not me it's, it's for others and i i think that's i think that's wonderful yeah well
4: that's no, it's no use thinking otherwise i mean it's it's, it's a community award because that's, that's where it comes from. It doesn't come from an individual effort.
0: Congratulations, T.I. You. You're very worthy recipient in my book.
4: Yeah, thanks a lot, Andrew. And uh, yeah, thanks to the Mudgee community and it's, it, it's, let's look after this community we have because it's pretty unique. Yeah,
0: it's a heck of a place that we live in, and uh, it's great to have people like Glenn Box living in this area. He does a lot. Ninety three point one, ninety-seven point nine real FM, morning, Andrew on the radio. Charity Shield is only about four weeks away at Glen Willow. You can get your tickets, they are still available see the charity shield get on out there and support the dragons and buddies coming to play and uh, we're only four weeks away yesterday Sean Timmons was in town out at Fund, and we caught up with you Sean super buzzed to uh, have you in town mate. I'm getting excited we're only what four weeks away
5: now to the uh, well the unofficial start of the season really yeah well it's getting closer that's why uh, there's a couple of boys here from the dragons uh, out here now just to promote the game but we're, I know we've been looking forward to it ever since last year it was uh, worked out real well as I said the charity shield plus the, the round game we had, but, uh, yeah, it's only a couple of weeks ago away, so I know the club and the players are all look, uh, excited about getting out here. We've got a great relationship I think with Mudgee and the community, and uh, the boys uh, really like coming out and playing out here, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Hopefully it's not too hot for them, but I'm sure by 8 o'clock when they kick off, it'll be nice and cool. Mate, the Mudgee community love having the uh,
0: the club here. I know, talking to the players last year, they were all buzzed by all the locals and the way they looked after them as well. Yeah,
5: well, I think it's good for them to just get out of town, out of there, so, I suppose where they're from and to come out here nice little country town and as I said yeah I think it's good they get around town they have the coffees and meet and mingle with everyone I think it's good for the Mudgy community and good for our club too But it's just a the bit of a perfect fit with the Mudgy Dragons and St George Illawarra Dragons so main thing is for us to come out and get a win but it's all about getting out amongst the community too seeing the school kids and all that type of stuff because they don't probably get to see as many NRL players as what uh, we do back home so yeah I think it's just a great fit overall for the whole Dragons and you're also here not only to promote the
0: game, but also touch uh, base some of the business community because I know the Dragons have, have a relationship with some of the businesses in town.
5: Yeah, well, we have uh, a couple of corporate functions at the Charity Shield and at um, our round game. So, yeah, we, we come out and meet a few of the, the businesses and let them know what we have in store. As I said, there's we have a couple of corporate functions where they can meet and greet some ex-players and maybe a couple of uh, current players. But, yeah, so we're out here now uh, today just doing a little bit of that. As a, as a
0: Dragons boy, you're going to give me some insight, Here I know we got scores to settle with. The bunnies after last year getting bowled
5: out was a one game before the main game. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we we probably are. I think they got us here in the Charity Shield too. We uh, we won the round game, but as I said, it, it's it's probably more than just a trial. And obviously, this year with Wayne Bennett in charge, who was at the Dragons, it's probably even going to add a bit more spice to the game. But yeah, I know the players will be really looking forward to uh, to this Charity Shield. Let's call a spade spade.
0: There's been a, a couple of dramas uh, in the off season with the Dragons. Uh, uh, how have the boys trained, and has the squad kind of settled a little bit now? Yeah,
5: obviously it wasn't uh, wasn't great at that or well, any time. Of the year, it's not great, but um, I think it's getting dealt with. Uh, the players don't really have too much to do with it. Um, obviously, it's yeah, it's with the the courts at the moment, but they've uh, they've just got on with it. They just do what they do. They turn up, they train, and and do what they do well. But hopefully, it's not too much of a distraction. Hopefully, we can get on with it. But it was disappointing last year, not just the Dragons, but there was a few NRL issues. And yeah. hopefully, uh, we see the end of it. Can I ask you also, because uh, Coach Paul McGregor coming off contract, you can you see? Any pressure on him getting re-signed this year? Well, oh, hopefully Bright. He's done a great job at the club since he's been here. Obviously, we made the finals last year, and well, that just fell short against South to, to go one game away from the grand final. But uh, he's got the squad he sort of wanted. He, he's built it up over the years. So I'm confident. in. Uh, I know Mary himself, he works hard, and he's very passionate about the club. So I'd love to see him do well and hopefully re-sign him. So hopefully we can get off to a good start for him. Yeah, that's what I'm excited
0: to see, how players like Corey Norman and, of course, Tariq's brother Corbin coming into the... Uh, the squad kind of player as well. It'd be nice for Tariq to have his brother because he, he gave him a touch up in that final last year against
5: Brisbane. He did and he adds a bit of size, Corbin He's, he's a big aggressive player so yeah, Tariq sort of got a couple over him last year but it'd be good to have him back on board. Obviously being a local junior too from around Gerringong, yeah. it's always good to have locals back and uh, I'm sure Tariq and Corbin will be happy to play with each other but I think he's going to be a big plus for us, Corbin. Yeah, I'm super excited about the signings for the new season. I reckon it's
0: just going to strengthen our squad. Uh, one game away from the Big Show last year and uh, this year as a Dragons boy, I am looking to step it up and uh, make it to the big show. I know a lot of people said that we were the May Premiers because we didn't have a good run. We lost a five out of our last eight or something leading up to the finals, which wasn't good. But, look, Dragons, uh, get on out there and support the Sir George boys. Also, if you're a Bunny supporter... Uh, Buy tickets to the Charity Shield. Going to be a big game, 2nd of March, uh, 8 o'clock out of Glen Willow. You can get your tickets uh, from tickertech.com.au. Let's get you on about this weekend with Marley from Munchie Region Tourism. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Fighting fit for a Thursday. I could say that I'm not really into it today, but that would kind of put a downer on everyone. So it's just better to say I'm good.
6: I'm glad you're
0: good. There are a lot of people this morning going, I'm glad that he's good. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, uh, the other stuff that's good is stuff to do around the area, so uh, let's kick it all off. Uh, art's big thing this week, and uh, there's an exhibition on if you want to kick it off tomorrow.
6: Yeah, it's the kickoff of the art exhibition from the archives from one of our local artists, Graham Smith, that's being hosted out at Artisan on Lewis, on Lewis Street, uh, so it'll showcase some bold graphic abstract canvases and a selection of primitive ceramic vessels, um, which will which will form this exhibition but it's it's a great thing it'll be on for the entire month of february um and you can find it from wednesday to sunday uh so if you're interested pop on down at on lewis and check it out
0: bold and abstract with a splash of red here and a dash of purple here you go <laughs> Fitz, oh, there's a there's a painting See, I could do bold and abstract. Can't draw to save myself, but I can yeah. splash and paint around.
6: <laughs> I'm the same.
0: Big figures don't look good when I draw them. Uh, let's go uh, to the movies. You've got uh, three movies on at the Town Hall this weekend.
6: Yes, so down at the Town Hall this weekend, you can check out from three movies. There's Colette... Holmes and Watson and for the kids there's Ralph Breaks the Internet uh, they do air at different times so make sure you check what time the screenings are and make sure you plan ahead and book your ticket.
0: Big kids movie that uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet
6: yeah it's a really popular one so yeah. everyone should get in quick because it's only on Saturday and Sunday.
0: They uh, get the uh, kids in their Holmes and Watson uh, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Funny Stuff and Keira Knightley's in the Colette one. Say so, hey, look at me Acting like a movie critic right now. <laughs> do yourself a favour and get on out to the movies. Get yourself some uh, humour and some seriousness you know, all in one weekend. So that was my review. Did you like that? I loved it. Super. All right. Uh, you can get some tapas this weekend too.
6: Yeah, head out to Low Wines and you can do some Twilight Tapas. Uh, so this will be every, eve- every Friday evening, sorry, January, February, and March from 6 o'clock. So you can just chill out on the terrace as the sun goes down, have some beautiful food, five courses of classic tapas. It's $55 per person, uh, but that doesn't include all your food and wine. So why not head out there for your Friday evening?
0: See, I'm already chilled. I'm already re- waiting for the weekend. That, that sounds like the ultimate, because I'm a chilled kind of person, Molly. Yeah. Can't you tell?
6: Oh, I can definitely tell.
0: if you want me to get angry i'll be angry but no you can't at tapas you've got to be chilled at tapas it's an ethnic thing unless you're spanish and then you just throw food around I know people listen to this segment for a market, but we're going to get to that, aren't we, Marley?
6: Yes, it's coming. The
0: markets are coming. That's all right. Uh, First, you need to kick it off with a wine masterclass.
6: Yeah, you can head out to this cellar by Gilbert and do a Saturday wine masterclass. So it kicks off Saturday morning from 11 a.m. Now, it does include tastings and some small bites. It's only $20 per person. So why not go out and do something different?
0: Now, we weren't meant to talk about the markets here, but I'm going to change it up and make people wait because we're going to talk about the hot air ballooning right now. Suspense.
6: It's it's a popular one to do, especially during these seasons. You get some really great sunrises. So you can head out for some hot air ballooning with Balloon Aloft this Saturday. Um, All flights include a bubbly breakfast. So, you know, it's a great thing to do with someone
0: special. Mmm, bubbly breakfast. (laughs) I'm just talking about the bubbles. I don't, I don't mean the alcohol. <laughs> Maybe I'm already drunk now. Who knows? All right, enough. Where the markets this weekend? Pause for suspense first, though. Drum roll. Yeah, no, nah, we're not doing the drum roll. No, no, no. We'll save the drum roll for next week. Time for the markets. They are at? The
6: church markets are on this weekend out at St. John's Church from 9am to 1pm. Free entry on the corner of Church and Market Street. So head on out there and, and check out all the local goods.
0: Very nice. If you want more activities, there's a lot of nature stuff people can do around the area, and uh, you guys got the lowdown on all that kind of stuff.
6: Yeah, if you need a little bit of inspiration, you're not really sure what there is to do around town, come on in. We can tell you about all of the beautiful nature that you can check out, the history that you can step back in time with, and the local produce you can taste, and some awesome boutique shopping that you can check out in town.
0: Dane was actually talking to him, apparently, last weekend. He went out to Dunn Swamp. Yeah? And he said it was Fabulous! It it's was fantastic. It was sens- sensational. And I went, nice. That's, <laughs> that's it. He doesn't get out much, Dane. But when he does, loves going out, scouting around the area.
6: Yeah, I mean, it's a great place to take a picnic, do some kayaking, There's plenty to do out there.
0: Yes, there is. All right, there's plenty to do all over the place. You guys got the lowdown if peeps want to come and see you.
6: Yeah, come and check us out at the Visitor Information Centre at 84 Market Street, or you can give us a buzz on 6372 1020 or jump online to our website, Visit dot Good morning,
0: Andrew on the radio, checking in with the home office and radio's oldest work experience kid, Jace,
7: morning. Hello, mate. How are you this morning? Very well, thank you. Uh, I have to speak officially to you because I'm coming to you from Canberra. Oh, Canberra. What are you doing Canberra, in Canberra? Huh? I'm at the union office. Interesting office this one, mate. You've got to be very careful. You do
0: know that you have no rules as you're a work experience kid and you're not bound by any form of formal work legislation, right?
7: Yeah, but there is generic legislation in the union office. Right. run through a couple of things that have actually been brought to my attention. Sure. So what have I done do now? Not, do not come into this office with body odour because they will call hazmat. I shower every day, thank you very much. No. That's all right. I'm just saying you've got to make sure you do it. That's, that's all. <laughs> now... Also, too, you can't speak too loud on the phone or on an interview because then everyone else has to put on their noise-cancelling headphones just in case there's danger to the ear lugs.
0: Look, I have been told I do have a voice that does not require a radio transmitter, but I am very self-conscious of
7: that. Mm, yeah, I know, I know. But one thing, do not use an electric stapler in a union office. They'll call a SWAT team.
0: No, we, we don't have an electric one here. We only have the old generic
7: ones, See. Budget cuts, budget cuts. Budget cuts. No, but do not use an electric one. Right, okay. That's, that's one of those things. Now, uh, we've got to bring a couple of things to the equation, but uh, just before we talk about the issues of the day, I have to say commiserations and also congratulations to some people out there in Mudgee. Okay. Commiserations to all those mums that had to put up with the terrible tears of actually letting off their kids to kindergarten. I'm sure it was emotional, but this thing will go. Don't worry, they'll be fine, okay? They'll yes, be they fine. will. But also congratulations to those mums and also those dads out there that are probably having champagne and croissants who had years eight, nine, and ten for the last six weeks. That is six weeks of hard labour, ladies and gentlemen. So congratulations, and please, we'll toast with you as well. So you now have the internet back, and you actually have a laundry to use. (laughs) The laundry? Why the laundry? Kids don't go, the laundry? No, no. No. The, um, you know, the laundry of stuff, the backlog of six weeks of laundry right. that probably has to be done in the place, yeah.
0: I, I'm not going to ask how often your mum did washing if she only did it once every six weeks. No, 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 it was every leap year, mate. You yeah. wouldn't believe this, that that I was actually one of those kids that I cried on my first
7: day of school. You crying, I reckon, would be a tough thing because that's a long way for the tears to fall, mate. You're Sorry, a big man. I have emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid to cry. <laughs>
0: Why does everyone look at me going, he's just a heartless bastard?
7: No way, I cry. This week is an easy way to cry. It's actually easier this week to cry, Mudgee, you know why? Why? It's going to be so bloody hot this week that you just call it sweat. And the unions have been talking about Mudgee because, did you know, I mean, there was a story last week, and I, was, I know you've brought it to your attention too, mm. they're trying to actually stop construction because of the heat.
0: Well, that is, if it hits 40-odd degrees, you've you got to be, you know you can't go working in that kind of heat because sparks are flying everywhere you could start fires whatever
7: i think they've just been engrossed in the tennis too much and the heat rule has now come to the unions <laughs> a bit like it has to tennis you know if the australian open stops the world stops
0: the heat rule um never got, got adopted at any of the schools i went to because um back in the day with the um with the heat rule we always dreamed as kids that it would get to like 42 45 degrees where i went to school and That would mean that school would just get cancelled, but it never happened.
7: Well, no, what happened in our day? No, no. No, in our day, mate, in our day, what it was, was the fact that we loved the heat in school because it allowed us to turn on the fans full blast and throw the dusters at them. Yes! And you could get away with it because it was just on high because it was so hot. You go to the principal's office and everything like that, you use 1A, that is the first excuse. It was hot. (laughs) Get away with it every time. And you had to turn the fans on, on,
0: didn't you, was the principal's response? And you went, yes we did. Exactly.
7: Magnetic forces caused that duster to make its way to the vortex that was the fan.
0: It's not my fault that Cheryl got in the way and then Tanya got hit in the eye by the rebound. It was just a freak of nature.
7: Her eye shouldn't have been there.
0: Exactly right. Her eye
7: shouldn't have been there. If she'd been two minutes late, Late for school which she should have been she wouldn't have been hit <laughs> it's all it's all it's all mathematics people it's all mathematics
0: yeah can i just say that we do not condone any violence in any way on this show but uh, in my day back in the day in the 80s we used to get away with so much more stuff and we did stupid stuff <laughs> really stupid stuff but uh, kids don't go doing anything like that at school Always tell the truth, be good, and learn something. It's really fam. Jase Radio's oldest work experience kid coming to you from Canberra today.
7: Hello, mate. Yeah, so I'm glad that outbreak was actually longer than expected because I had to move office. What'd you do? Yeah, I got kicked out of the union. How'd you get kicked out of the union? Well, the uh, documentation that I've just been handed to me, which has actually been etched in stone and chisel, <laughs> um, is actually saying there that I've been kicked out of the office for code number 671. 67- Zevon Bravo Victor which apparently when I've looked up the book is um, laughing. Can't go laughing in the union, mate. Serious business when you're in the union. It's got, have been told it was, it's time to go. You remember those words from way back, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I've just turned up to the education office. Got an office right next door to the uh, federal member. What's his name again, mate?
0: Uh, Daniel Tehan, he is the uh, yeah. Minister yeah. for Education.
7: Yeah, Daniel And Bickies, yes, yeah, that's, that's the one. Him. So uh, great guy, loves a good scotch finger.
0: It is the uh, first day of school for uh, some today. I know some went back yesterday. Do you, mm. you remember your first day at school, Jase?
7: I do. It was tough. It was actually really mm. tough. I mean, I, I think everyone doesn't realise the emotional rollercoaster the kids go through. Well, every I suppose every person does go to school. Yeah. But I think it's getting harder these days because it, I think it gets down to, uh, who knows these days what it's actually like to be in kindergarten. Oh, kindergarten is tragic. Well, I reckon it probably would be. The first day, you, you no longer have, you know, your comfortable home to live in. You don't have your comfortable bed. You don't have your you know, comfortable lounge to sit on. You certainly don't have your minion to actually get your dinner every day. No. So or lunch or whatever you want to call it. Do you remember your first day at school? I do, mate. I do. northmead Public. There you North go. Mead Public. That was the uh school slash penitentiary that my mum sent me to. <laughs> yes. And um yeah. Mrs. Sikansky. How
0: about yours, mate? My first day at school I was the crier. It took me two days to stop crying. Uh and You're my, the emotional um, one. Didn't help with my dad coming in and going shut up, and just walk in there, and he go, shut up, before <laughs> I had, and, and you see, that's the thing with Greeks, is, is that they don't sit there and go, look, calm down, we'll sort it out, it's all good, they just go, look, you either shut up, or else I'm going to clap you behind the ears, and you go, <laughs> and, and that just makes the kid sit
7: here and just cry even more, and so everyone's looking at me like, going, all I got was the stare, mate, from my yeah. mum when I actually went there and as you know a mum's stare the words a picture tells a thousand words works perfectly when it comes to a mum's stare I know mums don't have to say a word it is the way the eyes are looking at you it is the way the mouth is poised and it is the way the finger is actually directed at you that you know your time is limited on this earth unless you do something about your behaviour right now
0: and and when you're the crier like I was it takes you a couple of days to actually get some friends like all the yeah. Brave one sit there and looking and go, I don't know if I want to go play with him. <laughs> I was on the monkey Yikes. bars at recess all on my own. It was oh, tough in the eighties, okay. man, going to going to primary yeah. school, first day. Yeah. And and the other the other most traumatic thing is, first assembly we had, we were sitting there and I had to go pee and the teacher wouldn't let me go pee. And you know what happened after that.
7: Yeah, I can imagine. Hot and moist with an afternoon shower.
0: And and then mm. <laughs> when that happens, you're just ostracized from everything. But no, look, look, I had to wear the um, the, the school underpants and that was okay.
7: <laughs> regulation underpants. Okay, regulation yeah. underpants. And look, I ended up being a well-adjusted human being after all those experiences. <laughs> that is true. But I've got to come back to you one thing there. I have met your dad. Yes. Your dad is a top guy. Yeah. But I can imagine what happened. He came in there. And he ruled the roost and he told you what was going to happen. But I know what also happened too. What? While your father was there, he would have installed a coffee machine and put in four lights and charged him 100 bucks. Yes, he, 200 bucks. He's top shelf, my old man. Andrews <laughs> FM. Laurie Cole, he's a teacher
0: from Candos High. And uh, he's about to do a wonderful thing. He's about to participate in the Cancer Council Shipbox Rally. I'm not swearing on the radio for the hell of it. This is uh, what the thing's called. Uh, it's where you go and get a car for under $1,000 and rally across the country. And, uh, Laurie, what made you do this, mate?
8: My son's been... uh, He's in... On up to his sixth this year will be his seventh rally. Wow! And after he'd done a couple, I uh, thought it'd be great fun to do and raise some great money for Cancer Council. So I uh, registered to participate, and it took us five years to get accepted, which was first time was last year. But unfortunately, time constraints we couldn't do it last year, and then we got accepted this year. So. Uh, we're off and running, ready to go in May for, for a great adventure.
0: Now, this is some serious rallying here because you're starting in Perth.
8: Yeah, starting in Perth,
0: yep. And going to Uluru and then over to Sydney. That's a long drive of nothing, mate.
8: <laughs> Five and a half thousand k's or something.
0: Yeah, just a leisurely drive, that's all
8: it is. Yeah, in, in 10 days, just a leisurely drive, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: 500k's a day. There's some pretty good going. Yeah, it's not bad, yeah. Yeah, it is called the Shitbox Rally because the car you need to drive has to be under $1,000. That's right. (laughs) What are you driving?
8: VT Commodore station wagon. Oh, those things go forever. Yeah. Got a couple of hundred thousand K's on the clock, it's still going all right, so it should make it there and back.
0: Yeah, it should do. Can, can I just say something? I drove a VT Commodore once, and that was it. It was one, I'm sorry, it was the most boring car I ever drove. <laughs> <laughs> now you're driving this thing for 5,000 kilometers.
8: <laughs> yeah, oh, that's coming home. We got the 3,800 to get there to start before we start
0: <laughs> I know it's it's a fair track and, mate I was looking at the list of teams doing this there is a bucket load of teams from everywhere doing the um, this rally there's
8: 255 teams now you are the That's only far. one from Candos. we're the only one from Candos. yeah the closest one to us I think uh, is orange.
0: Yeah, we don't count them. Now, you're on the hunt for obviously some supporters and, and some sponsors at the moment, aren't you?
8: Yeah, sponsors and don- donors,
0: yeah. Alright, here's your sales pitch, mate. If if I want to sponsor your car, what's it going to cost me and what do I get?
8: If you want to sponsor the car, the minimum it will cost you is $250. Of course, you can sponsor it for more, Yeah. but the minimum is 250 bucks, and that Go to your sponsorship and donation, and that will get your name, your business name on the car.
0: There you go, two hundred and fifty bucks. That's it. Yeah. Yep. But but as much as that is, uh, you know, people go two hundred and fifty bucks. You know, some four-figure stuff is uh, is very nice though, because you're uh, looking at raising all up. Your goal's about six thousand dollars, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We've got
8: to we've got to have two and a half thousand by another fourteen days' time. So. I'm about 1500 bucks shy at the moment.
0: <laughs> Mate, that's some fair fundraising, especially in these times and around these parts.
8: Yeah. Well, we we have a, a fundraiser coming up in February, Yeah, um, which should raise some good money for us. But
0: I think it's a worthwhile course, cause, because it, seriously, it's funny that when I saw your daughter put this up in the Candos community group, well, I'd gotten a press release a couple, of, a couple of weeks prior to this, and I thought, well, isn't this a very cool thing to do? Because I had a mate who I lost to uh, to brain cancer. How is the preparation for the car going? Is it going all right? Because uh, do you have to do much already? to it?
8: Uh, no, uh, the, only, the only thing that it needed uh, was new discs on the front for the front brakes.
0: May um if people want to donate some money to you what's the uh, best way they can
8: do this? Well the best way is to go onto the Shitbox Rally site. Yep. Which is www.shitboxrally.com.au and they click on donate. And then Candos Chaos. Then select select team Candos Chaos and oh. just follow the prompts from there and it'll tell you what how to donate and what you've got to do to pay the money and all that sort of stuff. Now, if everybody in Rylstone, Candos, Mudgee and Golgong donated five bucks, mate, we'd be laughing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Get behind it. I think it's a wonderful thing, the uh, Shipbox Rally, for a great cause, the Cancer Council. It's a uh, wonderful thing. Real fair. super buzz to have him on the phone. Mac from Brothers 3, morning. Thank you for having me. Mate, uh, it's been a big month for you guys. Uh, just back from Tamworth, uh, the festival, the Country Music Festival. Can I just start off by saying... Congrats, man! People's Choice again.
9: Thank you so much. Yeah, that's the uh, ninth year in a row we've won Best Band for the People's Choice Awards, which is uh, pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool, man. Say it again, because that, that's a big number, man. How many? How many number? <laughs> What's the number again?
9: So that's our, our ninth year for Best Group or Duo. There you um, go. Actually, I've got them here. Um, let me just count how many we've won. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That's our 14th People's Choice Award all up, including albums, single, video clips, all of that. So it's pretty cool, man, pretty cool.
0: It's pretty cool for you guys to still see the love for the the band after kind of, you know, the last 12, 18 months you guys have been through.
9: Um, yeah, look, we've, um, and I mean, we admittedly, we've been off the radar for a while mm. um, in terms of uh, before this Tamworth. We really spent the whole year producing, uh, recording and writing an album um, and uh, and just working so hard on it. So... Uh, We were all behind the scenes, um, and now we're finally ready to come back out and and really do as many shows as we can and and get around Australia and tour and and, uh, get our music out to Australia once again.
0: Because, you know, you guys donated your your time uh, a couple of months back for the 200 Bales thing and then going to Tamworth and uh, doing that. Yeah, I mean,
9: we we had two exclusive shows at Tamworth, as in um, two shows at at the um, auditorium in uh, the West blazers club i mm. uh, went Leeds club sorry uh so it's about 600 to 800 people in that room um and i mean we we sold out the last one which is amazing and the, the first one was on the first saturday of the festival and that was almost full as well so um it, uh, essentially two sold out shows um and um you know like plus in between we're doing uh you know walking around the street saying hi to people doing signings appearing on stages as guests act. it's just absolutely hectic and um and yeah we just love every second of it like it's, it's crazy
0: <laughs> yeah i know right it's it, it, it's cool when you're a performer and you go out and people kind of shake your hand and go i really love what you do
9: well we were saying it the other day when someone was going oh what's it like is it is it so good to be you know well known in in, in the industry and it's like well it's really crazy to think that someone's gone out of their way to spend the money that they've worked to earn on something that you've just created because you love it you know yeah um it's such an unreal feeling because someone loves your music as as much as you love making it, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, I get that. I'm probably not in the I'm nowhere in the same league as you and the other brothers. But you know what? I know what you're saying, man. Because like people, like when I go out and people turn around and go, "Oh yeah, you said this," and it was really funny. And I really appreciate what you do on the radio the other day. You sit there and you get this buzz, and you just go. That's heaps cool.
9: I think the main thing is, like, um, as a musician, as a performer, radio is the number one way to get your music to your fans and your listeners, and, and the only way to do that is through people like you, you know, and you guys are the absolute core of the industry, so it's it's, it's really unreal, you know?
0: We love playing you guys, and uh, we played uh, the songs before. Um, the last single that uh, came out off the new album was called... Thoughts
9: of You, yeah. Thoughts Thought- of You. Went number seven in Belgium.
0: Crazy, man. Which crazy. Weird. So when <laughs> The tour to Belgium, buddy. If you ring up a promoter and go, look, we'll come and play.
9: Yeah, that's the next step, hey. We're like, mm. we went number seven in Belgium. We've never been to Belgium, but uh, we should definitely look into it now, hey.
0: Yeah, <laughs> go go lace up on the chocolate, buddy. I hear. Well, isn't that where the best chocolate comes from?
9: Well, that would be a question to ask Tazen, since he devours the most chocolate. But
0: well, um, <laughs> dude, I'm surprised he's not already on the first plane over there. You know what I'm saying? I'm
9: pretty it, like it wouldn't surprise me if he was already there <laughs> in the chocolates. <laughs> He's not here
0: to argue. No, he's not. We can say whatever we like about him. It's all (laughs) right. But uh, look, I I am going to ask, because I believe there is a new single off the album. Well, I'm I'm just going to drop it here on the radio. We actually have a uh, a copy of the album here, and I, I believe we could be playing the new single off it right now?
9: Well, the single hasn't come to radio yet, so it's pretty exciting that uh, we get to play it first here in Mudgee. So, yeah, our, our, this single is, is another day, and um, basically Shardy and I wrote this one. It was kind of... We, we, we just kind of sat there with... A, and it was in the ukulele, I remember. And um, we were just sitting there going, man, there's so many songs about love and about breakups and about this and that. And we were just like, let's write a song about it being about nothing. You know, just the feel-good, yeah. happy, relaxed song. And so this is the song that we came up with.
0: All right, super.
9: First up play
0: on Real FM uh, Premiere, exclusive. Check this out. Another day, Brothers 3.
10: Alone when I 6am I wipe the sleep from my eye There's no one here to warm my bed mm, but that's all right I'm still tired, but I get up. Hmm, I don't bother blind.
0: Brothers 3 right there, another day uh, The next single off the album Hasn't been released for radio But you know what, a special round here at Real FM Can I call that, Mac, a, a world premiere
9: play? You, you know what, you can You literally can call that a world pre- uh, premiere Because it has not gone to any radio station So here you go, first time in the world at Real FM Magic
0: Oh yeah! <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get that out <laughs> <laughs>
9: That's
0: all good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, uh, uh, what do you guys got playing? Because I know I uh, saw on Facebook the other day uh, the... Music Academy back in business again?
9: Yeah, yeah, we've started that back up uh, for the year. Um, more students. Uh, literally, it, it's been crazy, um, the amount of support from Mudgee we're getting uh, for this academy. You know, love love sharing what we've learned over the years. I mean, it's been, this is our 11th year being a band, and uh, I can't even count how long we've been musicians for. So, uh, yeah, we, we just love sharing what we've learned and uh, and all our experiences and all our uh, all our influences i guess uh, hmm. with, with all the kids in mudgie
0: congratulations on the uh people's choice award number nine man like number nine <laughs> nine years in a row i oh, know nine years in a row so the brothers still going strong and mac i really appreciate you coming on the radio buddy
9: dude thank you so much and um we'll have to uh, definitely catch up much much sooner than the last time uh, we spoke yeah
0: yeah 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 absolutely you know you know you're on the record now
9: yeah i know i'm <laughs> yeah you can use that
0: against me next time <laughs> i'm just going to play that back to you every time we have a conversation
9: <laughs> you've got my number. it's a looping voicemail
0: yeah cool no worries you 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 know i'm just gonna ring you every day you no know, gun hey man you know you owe me <laughs> <laughs> it's been awesome
9: man
0: thanks for chatting with me 93.1 97.9 real afm morning andrew on the radio and i am uh, super excited to uh, welcome to the show Psychic medium, Amanda Star, welcome. Hello, Andrew. How are you doing? Very well. Now, uh, for everyone playing at home, you helped me out a couple of weeks of my TV remote. I know you don't do psychic lost and founds, but...
11: <laughs> I know, but you lost it and you had to call me for some assistance.
0: Yes. Did you find it? I, I actually did find it because it was really weird because as soon as I told my wife I was going to use you on the radio and your name came up in our house and you told me kind of where it was, the thing magically reappeared. So <laughs> I've come to the conclusion that just all psychics uh, like ghosts and spirits are uh, just like scared of you and as soon as they hear your name they just go, oh crap. <laughs> I'd
11: like to think I'm not that scary. You know, My head doesn't in and I don't, you know, hover above the floor. Like, that'd be really cool, but
0: no, I don't. <laughs> you gave me some spiritual advice years ago, which we use in our household all the time. <laughs> For some reason, this occasion didn't work, but all of a sudden, as soon as I said, I have to ask Amanda if she can help me, bang, that was it. Everyone just probably went, oh no, we're, we're in trouble now. All the, all the spirits just went, nah, that's it. <laughs>
11: <laughs> I'd like to think they instead went, oh, Amanda... She's really nice. We'll we'll help Andrew
0: out. Yeah, well, that's probably what some of them actually said, too. But um, you are really nice. And for everyone playing at home, let me introduce you, because you've agreed to become a a regular part of the show, and we're we're planning on having some fun with you on the show, and, and hopefully we can incorporate some people to have some fun with it. That sounds awesome. Yes. I'm really excited. The reason we picked you, and because, you know, I've known you for a long time, is that we love having ex Mudgy people here, and you spent some time around here, didn't you?
11: Yeah, I did. I lived in Mudgy for a while um, with my family, and um, a lot of my family actually still live in town. I've got cousins and my auntie and uncle, and yeah, loads of family in town. So I, I love Mudgie. I went to school at Mudgie High for a while, and yeah, it's definitely um, got a huge huge embedded piece in my heart.
0: For people you don't know, you're a psychic medium and um, you do channel the spirit, so to speak.
11: Yes, I do. So, the the large part of my work is that um, I connect to, you know, your spirit guides, which mm. are like your own little guardian angels. Well, I don't really shouldn't call them little because they're, they're quite grand, but um, the our spirit guides watch over us and they, you know, are very much like, it's like going to high school, I guess you could say. So when you start high school, you've got your principal who oversees your entire curriculum for the next six years. And then he allocates you to classes and you've got your teachers and, mm. and those teachers take you through, you know, whether it's a term or whether it's a whole year or whatever the case may be. Nice. Well, in the spirit world, you are given a main guide. So who's like the principal? They come into your life before you begin your life and they oversee the plan of your lifetime and they plan out who's going to come in. So which other spirit guides are going to come in and help you through certain chapters. And that could be through relationships. It could be through becoming a parent. It could be through a career um, many, many aspects of our life. And basically, they, they guide you through it. So they'll gently push you in the right direction, you know, to mm. meet the right people, to help you to, you know, get through these chapters. Um, and although we don't see them, well, not not everybody sees them. I'm fortunate that I can. But yeah. um, they definitely are, you know, our own private cheer squad. I get past, present, future stuff. So, you know, I'll get what's been happening where you're at and where you're going um, I'm a numerologist as well so I work with your numbers that's pretty cool we'll have to do that for you because I've got your data back.
0: this is interesting Amanda because I tell all sorts of stories here and people know I'm pretty messed up
11: <laughs> you're not meant to say that out loud
0: oh no I'll tell you I'm a mess everyone who knows me and the ghost goes yeah you're, you're a mess
11: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at your numbers here and I have to say you're not so much of a mess and I have to tell you, and you're going to find this quite amusing, actually. Mm. I know you recently went to see Keith
0: Urban. Yes, Um, I did.
11: Well, what you're going to laugh at is the fact that you and Keith share the same personal
0: year what does that mean (laughs) because i tell you there's some stuff i'd love to share with keith one would be his good looks because i'm an unattractive man but i don't know if i want to share the same year well you share sorry you
11: share the same um life path number and personal year but then it sort of changes slightly during the middle of the year but Your life path number, so in numerology, every number holds a different vibration. It gives us a really good insight into challenges that you're going to face, what your strengths are, that sort of thing. And your life path number is a five, so you're (laughs) going to love this. The five is what I call like the freedom seeker, the inner hippie child, the person who wants to run down the street skipping, going woohoo, I'm free, no responsibilities, no nothing, just give me a bag packed with clothes and I'm getting the first plane out of here. That's what a five is about. You know, they really, they love their freedom. They don't want to be, you know, boxed in and caged. They like to know that they could pack up and just shift off somewhere. And you being in radio, this is your creative outlet because you're out there reaching out to the masses, you know? Yeah. and and with Keith, in his situation, it's music. You know, he's out there travelling and, and, you know, connecting to people through his music. So um, that five energy, it, look, if I had the choice, I'd, I'd want to be a five
0: because it's so much fun. You, you're starting to freak me out here, and my, my wife is going to get worried because she knows that I look at all sorts of stuff and sometimes go, oh, wouldn't it be good if we went here?
11: <laughs> look, you know what? There's, there's this... oh lighty sort of energy that comes with a five, and it's not a bad thing. It just means, you know, like when a child is bouncing around, you go, they got ants in their pants. Well, that's you in life. Life's never boring when when you're around, basically.
0: Okay, yeah, well, I I try and be fun and out there, and yeah. But you are really freaking me out now, because... No, I'm, I'm going to say, because I made a commitment to my missus to actually focus on her for a while, because she's starting some new stuff this year, and I sat there and I thought, you know what, I'll just put the handbrake up here. But I'm going to go home now and tell her this, and she's going to go, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> now, I'm going to have a look at
11: your comic number, so how old are you now?
0: Oh, jeez, i got to do the maths. Hang on a minute. Uh, 75... <laughs> 18 is 43. Yeah, 43. I think. <laughs> I stopped counting a long ago. I
11: should have just calculated it myself. I know, right? I it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, having a look here at your your karmic numbers. So you had a karmic number last year, which means there was a major turning point in your life. So much, something quite significant changed in your life good 12 months or so ago Mm. and what's going to happen is next year so go after this birthday you're going to go into another one so with karmic numbers a lot of people sort of panic and think oh my god you know karma it's going to be bad yeah we all know that karma can be you know not so nice but in in this situation karma is about um a significant uh, period of your life, a change, a turning point that leads you into your next chapter. And so, for you next year, you've got a really big opportunity coming that's going to allow you a lot more of this creative freedom that you you have with that you crave, that you that is you. You know, so. I actually get the month of June next year and I'm seeing a major change for you in such a great way. So to me, it does feel work-related. It feels like you've got a chance to put an idea into practice that's going to um, really develop for you. So it's an exciting time, but that's, like it's a way off, like you've got over a year, but I'm really excited for you for that.
0: You're not instilling any kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for in here? Um, Faith in my longevity in my current position here, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Someone better go tell Mal in June next year, he might need a new announcer. Is, is that what you said, I'm going to go bugger off somewhere and I'm going to get a new job somewhere else? You know what? There's probably <laughs> listeners out there cheering going, yes, he's going to be off the radio and we'll get someone else. Well, I have to say for those listeners, you're not going
11: anywhere. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> so I hope they love you like I do
0: because I'm telling you, you're, they're stuck with you. Oh, they've got no choice. It's either me or the bloody ABC, so go nuts. <laughs>
11: Unless you become part
0: of the ABC and, well, there you go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think mean, I need a Bex and a lie down after all that. <laughs> and your little teddy bear or blanket. <laughs> we do have a blankie that we share and it's a Winnie the Pooh blanket. So it's like two things in one. Oh, that's too cute. I know, right? I overshare too much on this radio show. <laughs> Yes, I need to go have a lie down with my poo blanket now. And um, you freak the bejeebus out of me enough. Amanda Starr on the radio with us here at uh, Real FM. Thank you. It's... uh always a pleasure
11: my pleasure definitely
0: hi andrew on the radio nice to be at your place uh friday morning uh golgong peeps your show i'm uh, not too far away now right louise that's right and um things
12: are starting getting exciting things are falling into place and today we've got our final iga community store um where we're looking for donations of baked goods it's not too good late to get something in the oven and also lots of great things happening there
0: Oh, very nice. So uh, you, you know, I'm shocked in the kitchen, Louise.
12: Oh, but you know what? What? I think we've got a new category in our show: men's cooking.
0: Men's cooking. Um, men's cooking. Surely you could put together a cake and ice it. Can I make that in a George Foreman grill, Louise? Because I'm really good in the George Foreman grill. <laughs> I don't think so. You might have to do a little bit of research and talk to some of your friends. Oh, jeez. Uh, my wife knows the standard of my cooking. If I if I can cook it in a sandwich press or a George Foreman grill, I'm usually pretty good. Uh, anything to do with ovens, I'm a bit sketchy.
12: <laughs> oh, well, you've got a couple of weeks to do some research because you've got up until Friday before show day, which is... Ooh, I think it's the 15th of February to get your entries in for that category
0: right Ooh. there you go you, you...
12: to get your, get your research happening
0: Now what is it it's a chocolate cake you got to make isn't it?
12: That's right it's just a basic chocolate cake from scratch and you've got to ice the top with chocolate. From scratch? You
0: can't do shake and bake? No, you can't do shake and bake and no Betty Crocker, the real deal. Oh, jeez, because I'm really good with the pancakes. I just add water to the line and...
12: I must admit, my son likes using those shake and pancakes. Yeah,
0: I know, right? Breakfast,
12: but yeah, no, no, you're going to have to ring up Auntie Betty or someone and oh, get geez. a of recipe and...
0: I don't know if Greeks do chocolate cakes. We do lots of fancy cakes, but mm-hmm. the the chocolate variety I don't think falls into the vernacular of the Greeks. <laughs>
12: Oh, you've got time to check that out. I'm sure you can put something together.
0: Putting the pressure on me here, Louise. Have you had many entries yet for the men's only cooking?
12: Well, entries don't actually open. Like, people bring in their entries um, the day before Mm. show day for judging. But there has been a lot of interest. And um, the idea originally came, like, our president spotted on Facebook another show society have a men's cooking section, and they had 77 entries. And she just thought, that's amazing. So we thought, why don't we include that in our show? And I believe Dunny-Doo's giving it a go as well. And so, um, yeah, we're just waiting to see what happens. But there's been a lot of people liking the post on Facebook and tagging different people. So it'll be great to see. We'd love to beat 77 entries.
0: Geez, there wouldn't be 77 people in Dunny-Doo. Oh, you don't know. Oh, come on. I'm I'm sledging here, Louise. I'm sledging. (laughs) Good about bad? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I did see that. Seventy-seven entries yeah. is uh, is a pr- fairly good shake. We can get we can get a bunch of blokes that that could. Yeah, I'm
12: sure we could rustle together seventy-seven.
0: Like I'd like to hit eighty. Eighty would be good. Um, look, I'm not making any promises, Louise. I have ever think about it over the weekend. All right.
6: Because
0: I got to I got to get permission from my missus to dirty up the kitchen so that I can practice if oh. I do it. Well, I can I can write
12: you a note. Right. If she, yeah, and see if
0: she'll let you. Only if you come around the house and clean the kitchen after I <laughs> No,
12: no, no. It's
0: clean not pretty. You, <laughs> you promise to clean as you go, you'll be right. All right. But uh, look, let's talk about the community stall is uh, happening today out the front of the uh, IGA and you want people to get on out there and um, dig deep for the Show Society, don't you?
12: That's right. And it's not just about um, coming and purchasing things. It's also about touching base with our volunteers. You've got the opportunity to buy show books, become members. We've got our major raffle, which is a pizza oven, and the second prize is a voucher to the Nail Barn in Golgong. So, um, like, yeah, so if you've got any questions about your entries and you're not sure about something, it's a good way to see someone face-to-face and nut that out. So that way we're hoping to raise more awareness about the show, more participation and more membership. So
0: get on out and support the peeps from the Golgong Show Society. They're going to be at the front of the IGA. So uh, get on out there and support them. I've got to do some serious talking this weekend. The misses there, if I'm going to do that. Um, yeah. This will be interesting.